won't you know, we are an exceptional country. I mean, we are the best place in the world. But you know what? A lot of people don't come to the United States anymore because guns. They said, you know, you can be anywhere in the United States and get shot. And, you know, uh, people used to have this thing about us being that exceptional country where things mostly go right. Well, three 20-year-old kids out of Ramallah, uh, the, the, West, the West Bank, their mother and father thought, you know, it's probably best for these kids, you know, their relatives, these kids, they'll do better in the United States because it's not quite safe in, in, in either Gaza or, as you, for all the news that you're hearing now, the West Bank. So they came to the United States. And you know what happened? Because of the hate that this country has developed based on what uh, our, our right wing has allowed to grow. And because we are so loaded with guns, anybody or their mother can have a gun. A lot of places like Texas, you don't even need to get a license. So these three kids who left the Middle East, who left West Bank, to come to the United States because at 20 years old, safer to get an education here in the United States because things are probably going to be better for you. Well, some crazy guy. Well, he's not crazy. He's just hateful. Comes out and he shoots all three of them. One of them, he got to their spine and we don't know if he'll be able to walk. Listen to this because the way this family says it, says it all. Listen to this. I moved here 15 years ago, and uh, I never imagined that this sort of thing could happen. And my sister lives in the occupied West Bank, and people often ask me, aren't you worried about your sister? Aren't you worried about your, your nephews and your niece? And the reality is, as difficult as their life is, they are surrounded by an incredible sense of community. and. Tragic irony is not even the right phrase, but to have them come stay with me for Thanksgiving and have something like this happen speaks to the level of civic vitriol, uh, speaks to the level of uh, uh, hatred that exists uh, in some corners of this, of this country. It speaks to a sickness of gun violence that exists in this country. And uh, I'm proud of, even though this is devastating that this happened in this community, I am really proud and grateful to the community that is here and has rallied around uh, our family and these boys. And I want to finally say, I'll, I'll ask Roddy to say some words, but I want to finally say thank you to um, the staff at UVM Medical Center, the doctors and nurses and staff have been so kind and um, committed to the well-being of these young men. Um, I'm grateful to them, as is, uh, as is the, the families. Uh, and uh, Roddy here, the uncle of Kanan, just flew in from California. And I haven't had a chance to say hello, hello Roddy. Hello. <laughs> I don't know that I have the same words that you have prepared. Um, but thank you for that. Uh, he speaks for myself and the whole family. <laughs> Um, for all three of the families involved, uh, it's 
I, I'm still process every, processing everything. I just got here from California and uh, walked right in, as you saw. Um, we consider ourselves very lucky at this point, as far as Kinan's family is concerned. Um, not so with the uh, um, with Hisham and Tahseen. Um, we're really praying for them, and we're still in shock over this. And as he stated, um, Kinan grew up in the West Bank, and we always thought that that could be more of a risk uh, in terms of his safety. And sending him here would be a you know, uh, the right decision. And we feel somehow betrayed in that decision here. And, you know, we're just trying to come to terms with everything. My husband thought that he would be safe in the U.S., thought that he would be safe at Brown, thought he would be safe in Vermont. There's no reason that he should have been targeted in this way, because it was a targeted crime, without a doubt. This man chose to come up to them and shoot them. You know, what will it take for us to start doing the right thing? What will it take for us to choose, uh, uh, make, give the right advice to countries? What will it take for us to say, no Netanyahu, you can't continue the killing? What would it say, what would it take for us to start saying, you know what, we will not be any more with the gun lobby. We're not going to be any more with the healthcare lobby and all these people that are making life so difficult for us all. Because they can and because they worship the mighty dollar. All the killings that you are seeing right now, both locally and abroad, our support for Israel's attack on Gaza. I, I understand the reason why initially, but again, what Hamas did, I, I want to be clear, what Hamas did was murder a terrorist act. But their response. All these responses that we have, all these things that we do, we're manipulated by a corporate elite who makes money off of our misfortunes, who makes money off of creating wars, who make money in every aspect of our life, including making sure that we stay sick. Our economic system is based on it. And until we are able to see that, all these incidences are all intertwined. They're all intertwined. If we can just connect the dots. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.